0: I'm getting all fired up. I'm all fired up and long since.
1: Say nay, this is it. He's over. This time they can't take it off him. Again, in front of the cousins, the artists. The brothers, the sisters, have a look the at him, bossy. They're going Their shirts off. There's a few riggerns up there <laughs> who have the same surname and they're claiming him as a relative. He's got his first try in the NRL. Oh, they their shirts off, bossy. <laughs> Beautiful moments.
0: Underboos, <laughs> Zach City. Welcome to Fire Up. You're with Chris Gale and Dennis Carnahan. Redfern padders on the controls automatically. Dennis, I have an apology. Uh huh. That audio, of course, was from Zach Sening. We'll come to the uh, hero with, with the mullet shortly. The strawberry blonde the mullet. The strawberry blonde mullet. It's, it's a, they should make a macaron out of it. Ooh. We had promised Stephen Ferris. Now, it's probably unsurprising. What had we promised him? Well, we promised that he'd be here, but it's probably unsurprising with a scoreline that read West Tigers 16, St. George Illawarra <laughs> 8, that he's not here. DJ Hook has pulled him into the inner circle. I, I had no sense of how veteran that coaching box was till I was watching the game forensically on Sunday afternoon. Not only did I see Matt Elliott in there with DJ Hook and Stephen Ferris in the box, but Peter Gentle as well. I mean, there is a lot of gray hair in that box, and I think it was probably a little bit grayer after the result. But Stephen promises us he will manifest himself at some stage. It's just not a matter of if but when. I can't wait. So, I'm going to double down and suggest that Brendan Cow might join us next week. Just uh-huh. to put a little bit of pressure out there. Now, I'm entitled because I've had such a bad season, Dennis, to wallow a little bit in the Tigers' victory down at Wynn Stadium. Don't you wallow in a loss? No, no, you wallow in a victory like a hippopotamus in mud. <laughs> okay. You know, like, yeah, like yeah, yeah. I've w- I watched the Fox replay live, I've read all the media articles, I've gone back and watched the Channel 9 replay, and gee, I feel. Sorry for Matt Thompson. I couldn't identify him in a lineup, but I even enjoyed his call. It was that good. <laughs> I, I haven't actually because uh, that's traditionally what I do on, on my
2: Monday, my Monday day off, the first thing is you put on Foxtel IQ and watch the Raiders game back. I haven't really
0: been inspired. Well, to we'll do come that. to that, and you probably don't want to. No. But you know, normally these stories happen to other teams, like Cody Ramsey with St. George Illawarra or Charlie Staines with Penrith, but we blooded a new kid. Been playing fullback for the Western Suburbs Magpies, who sit in second place in the knock-on effect. I love that the knock-on, the knock-on effect. effect. It's beautiful. <laughs> Seems to be concerned about CTE to me, but anyway, his name is Zaccini, or as we like to refer to him, he's our Mancini. And how did you see the young kid's debut? Well, I heard it on the radio, rather than saw it, and so there was there was a lot
2: of talk because he had he had scored a try early, which was disallowed. Yes, Joe LeLu
0: was ruled to have knocked the ball on in contesting and of course, the ball aerially with <laughs> Feyney, I think the new St. George George-Illawarra winger. Faney, Seney. Yeah. Um, that's that's it. that's the man Seney, yeah.
2: Yes. Um But I, I did there was a lot of commentary around the not just the cut, but the colour. Because yeah. it there hasn't been it's been yeah, a lot of people are putting out these trashy mullets where they shave the size of their head, which to me it's not a mullet. A mullet is business on top, party at the back. Yeah. It's pure. And that Mancini, it's a pure mullet. There's no silly shaving
0: and it's red. And it's- in the post-match, whoever was responsible for the direction was able to get that psychological moment where the breeze was coming off the Pacific and the curls at the back were just wafting in the breeze as they were shaking hands. It was really exciting. <laughs> I and did see that. And that- for those who are not familiar, he scored you know, near the southern stand-in, which was where all his mates and family had accumulated... And celebrated, and that's where the, the shirts came off. And you know, they to a person were yelling, that's our mancini. Anyway, Dennis, enough of my joy, enough of my excitement, enough of my victory. And do you know that the West Tigers are only one game outside the eight? Because that's the type of competition the
2: Valandis has come up with. So how many how many wins you had? Two from eight. So you just you won win behind the Raiders.
0: That is that is how broken this competition is, that we're one behind the Raiders and right in the hunt for a semi-final spot. Uh, it's somehow, it's, it's, it's almost that I've not given this guy credit, that you can have a game that is now so distorted towards... I'm sorry, Dennis, it's now a top five. I think the Raiders have the big dropped, five. dropped out of the frame. Just trampling over the landscape, juggernauts, all of them. Probably a little bit less so the Sydney Roosters after the very upsetting injuries to Brett Morris and Lindsay Collins. Shocker. But you can have the rest of us... Scrambling for the scraps, but those scraps include a trip to the promised land. the, the top eight, the top, what well,
2: with with a with a high five. You know, it, if we went back to a system with the top five, this this season is dud.
0: I know, no point and, and, having it, and that's the risk that Valandis is running, isn't it? Because mm. people who wallow in nostalgia like we do enjoyed the top five format mainly because you had to explain it to people who grow up grew up with the top four how the top five work, and they go. Hang on, hang on. If you got first, you don't play? How does that work? Oh, yeah, you get a week off, and then four plays, five. And it was, you felt proud that you understood that format. Mm. And that's been consigned to the dustbin of history. But at, right now, we're in that dustbin where we've got five good rugby league teams and we've got the rest of us. But
2: we have ditched the McIntyre system, which that was mathematically magnificent. That was, uh, it, it required, and that, that was where Cam Smith came up. Yes. It required an accountant to understand that system. He was the only one. But well, actually t- understood
0: how it worked. Tuvi was heavily consulted in its design, yep. being an accountant. And a little-known fact is that McIntyre and Duckworth Lewis, who came up with the cricket system... They're cousins, aren't they? No, they went to the same school. Oh, the same school. Yeah. Tremendous mathematical college. Yeah. Right. Yeah, in Cornwall, in the United <laughs> Kingdom. England, to be specific. Anyway, we can stall as much as you like, Dennis. Yeah. I believe it was was it Thursday night, South Sydney versus the Canberra Raiders? Yeah. Uh... It was a lifetime ago. At your home ground, GIO yeah. Stadium, as I like to know it. Bruce Stadium. Win for the Rabbits. Yeah. Now, let's focus on South Sydney first. Everybody is reveling in the fact that Benji Marshall has reinvented himself and is playing with... Well, I, I'm happy to say it. Gay abandon. I'm happy to use that term. Mm-hmm. And the, the press team went in to talk to the super coach, old Wayne, and expecting more garlands to be laid at Benji's feet. And they got this.
3: Uh,
0: (laughs) I'm figuring if at 36, you're getting good press notices playing rugby league, I'd be buying multiple copies of the paper.
2: You're not going to get it much longer. And you hear every player that wins a, a premiership early in their career goes uh, at the end of their career says, oh, I thought it was going to happen every year. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, it was two thousand and five. It's a long, long time ago. If he's if he's coming good, yeah. It's a buy great the st- papers. Read the papers, it's, Benji.
0: I figure I'm right in saying even with Sticks Proven in this discussion, no one has won premierships sixteen years apart, have they?
2: whoa
0: so it's a, it's a pretty good interest lewis question,
2: 2003 2016 that's only 13
0: years uh do Riff and pat have something to contribute there Not yeah no, how l- far t- apart were they well security t- was 2006 and 2014. he yeah, had 98
3: i think that's only
2: eight. yeah but i'm saying that's only eight i'm talking the gap uh, what about uh glenn lazarus
0: 89 2000 yeah i don't think it's been done i think i no. think it's i can i say COVID style it's Unprecedented and uncharted waters.
2: Unprecedented, I don't remember that
0: word. And so it's something to, to I mean, riding the Marshall Train is a lot of fun right now. There was a little incident with Jordan Rapiner, and I know people have equated Jordan Rapiner with a cat, but I won't <laughs> I won't fault that he puts in. Yeah, because oh. cats often do put in.
2: He's he's He certainly does put in. He's probably there's a lot of uh, Raiders sites saying he's kind of the only one. And people are saying, Oh, he's a bit old, should be dropped. And then old Raiders fans are going, he
0: puts in. Well, he does, he, him. and he's he's putting so much in that he's down on his haunches when he runs onto the field because oh, it's yeah. taken it out of him so much. He spends more time on his haunches than he does up on his fetlocks, if that's the right term, but he did lose his cool near the end and there was a bit of push and shove and there was a penalty given that was all, already all over. And Benji Marshall, and you'll have seen this photo on many memes already, just sort of tapped his head. I've outthought Jordan Rappado. I mean, <laughs> how well do you know Jordan? Do you think that's a great achievement? Um, he could have been saying... he.
2: My more generous thought was he was saying, hey, how's your how's head? You know, he had the fractured skull those years ago with the metal plate. How's it going? I think Benji was just being kind.
0: Yeah, he's he he's having thoughtful. a conversation. He's a thoughtful guy. Now, the good news for South Sydney Rabbitohs fans, as Redfern Pat is, is that it appears that Adam Reynolds has not fractured his thumb and is actually named for the blockbuster match versus the Storms out at Stadium Australia.
2: So he's not, not leaving Thursday. the
0: Rabbitohs yet? No, no, he hasn't left us yet. Right. But I was very interested in what Joey Johns had to say about Adam Reynolds in the lead-up to the game last Thursday. He said he looks in before playing out. He looks to run before kicking. It's like watching an artist at work. He's the modern-day Michelangelo, the artist, not the Ninja Turtle. Well,
2: <laughs> it's interesting that Joey knows the difference.
0: <laughs> well, it's a little bit like that on Seinfeld routine about Bozo the Clown, you know, where Seinfeld goes, well, I think the clown bit is redundant, isn't it? Once you. <laughs> <laughs> Teenage names Bozo. What's it, Bozo, it kind of infers the clan. But, yeah, you know, I thought it was good that Joey explained, but it, it it raised a question, Dennis, in my mind, because I was not a great follower or fan of this... Too old. ...this particular... Well, no, no, was, no I don't know I'm too old. I watch plenty of animation, but uh, Teenage Ninja Mutant Turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. What did I say? Ninja Mutant, okay. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Is right.
2: a correct way of saying it.
0: Right. So Michelangelo was one of those said turtles, right?
2: Yeah. So they were named after four Renaissance period uh, Italian artists. Oh, hang on. With Raphael? Yeah. Four Italian re- Renaissance artists. And um, I think Joey actually did study the classics. He, he'd know all about it, which is why he made sure that his listeners did know that he, he was referring to the Ninja Turtle, not the artist. Because generally, when, when Joey talks about Michelangelo, he's talking about Buonarotti. He's talking about the, you know, the Sistine Chapel, he's talking about uh, the, the Statue of David. Right. So that's why he had to specify in this instance.
0: Right. And also, I would have thought he was more likely to be talking about um, oh, no. Michelangelo, the yeah. Ninja Turtle, but it turns out it's not, because I've actually gone and done a bit of research on this. uh huh. And it begs the question, which Ninja Turtles actually play for the South Sydney Rabbitohs?
1: Well,
2: let's have a look at them. They're green, which would associate them with the Raiders. But last week, you may recall, I bought in some macarons which are green. And I thought this is my... uh, The wizard that makes these for me, or makes them and I buy them, (laughs) had chosen lime green last week. And I thought that was a a big portent to a Raiders win. What I didn't know was that on the Thursday, she baked a bunch of strawberries. Right. So suddenly had the red and green. I I, I misread it. It was a sequence. the, the, The mutant ninja turtles, one of them has a red mask.
0: Yes, got, that's that's
2: Raphael. You've got red and green. I think this is there's a lot of similarities between the mutant ninja turtles and the eyes.
0: Okay, so Raphael is of an aggressive nature and seldom hesitates to throw the first punch. So uh-huh. he's a loose cannon. Who do we think in the oh, South City team is Raphael. There's, there's a
2: few loose cannons in there. I mean, obviously, there's currently a suspended... Latrell Mitchell. Latrell Mitchell. He, he could fit the bill. Cody Walker, he's yes. been suspended a few times. Um, but the blood of the Yes. flows through
0: yes. the last Thomas. Wait, what a huge burden it is, isn't it? What, um, d- d- we, how, so does he have to eat 16 chickens no, no, no. a day himself? First of all, it's really hurt the local chicken community. That there's only one Burjai, though um, the news is that Sam unfortunately has pleaded guilty to those drug tri- drug driving, unregistered, unlicensed charges today. So he'll be paying a hefty fine, so he won't be able to contribute to the chicken budget. But that's a lot of pressure on Tom, isn't it? It to is. fly the Burjai flag on his own. No All wonder he's rage. fired up. Um, if I actually looked at Michelangelo, who Joey pointed out he wasn't referring to, and he's saying, so Adam Reynolds is not Michelangelo Michelangelo is the optimistic teenager of the team, free-spirited, relaxed, goofy, mischievous mischievous, and a jokester, loves his pizza. That, of course, is. Oh, that's got to be Lentron Mitchell. No, no, no. Who? It's
2: Benji Marshall. Oh, the teenager. Because he's reinvented himself. He, and he is a teenager. Everyone's
0: just saying, he goes, don't call me 36. Just say, I'm back in 2005, playing with freedom, playing with joy. Reading my own press. Reading my own press, optimistic, goofy, relaxed. Oh. Now the Donatello, yep, is the scientist. This isn't, this isn't Versace. No, Donatello, who wears Donatello, a, yep, yes, wears a purple mask and wields a bow staff. Calm, likes to use his knowledge to solve conflicts. Are you getting any vibe as to which rabbit this might be? Ooh. Let me help you. Scientist,
2: scientific,
0: right? Inventive. Calm, inventive, an engineer, kind of coordinates, runs the show. Okay, technological genius. Yep, and a former beach sprinter.
2: Right. Well, there's only one. Damien Cook. Damien Cook. That's yeah. so. That's Donatello. Was a former beach sprinter as well.
0: Scientist, inventor, engineer, technological genius, and former beach sprinter. And I had promised that we'd never make that joke again on this show, but it was. But you're just, not.
2: It's actually not about Cook. It's, it's about Donatello. It's about
0: Donatello. And Leonardo, mm-hmm. the leader of the team, blue mask, wielding two swords, tactical, level-headed, quiet and courageous, devoted student of his sensei. Oh, that that sounds a lot more like.
2: Reynolds. That's Adam Reynolds. So he's like Michelangelo, the artist, but Leonardo, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle.
0: And don't tell me, Russell Crowe, who's everywhere at the moment, he was down at China Doll on the weekend, he's just striding across the landscape with all these celebrities. He's got Julia Robertson, tow. dot, dot, dot. Don't tell me he can't do a tie-up between the rabbits and the turtles for their next movie outing. It'll be terrific. Oh, and like I said, they've got the uniform pretty much ready already. South Sydney set in the sewers. And just to um, complete it, Splinter, of course, is the, the sensei rat. Japanese mutant rat who learned the ways of ninjutsu from his owner and master, Hamamoto Yoshi. That, of course, would be... Oh, that's Bennett. Bennett. 100... And their, their nemesis, their yep. evil... Arch enemies. Uh, arch enemy. A villainous ninjutsu master clad in ar- armour called Oruku Politis. He's the leader of the Foot Clan. His name, of course, is... Trent Robertson. Trent Robinson, yeah, and he
2: he was trained. Oh, that, that's that's exactly it. Do you think that is art imitating life or life imitating art? Did the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles steal the plot? Did they see the rugby league plot? Did they did they go to the Book of feuds and look it up? I think
0: it was a comic book originally, and I think that they drew on those source material. They sort of. They threw in things like the Eric Sims having the two point field goal ban, which it should still be. Yeah. The era of the McCarthy's, the Brannigans, the Sattlers, the Sattler mm. broken the jaw. Yeah. Yeah, that totally, you know, formed part of the sort of the the ninja ballet that they got in, involved in. I just, you know, the Steve Maven flying through the air, that sort of artistic jumping yeah. move, you know, when they lead foot first, all that sort of deal. That's really where the South Sydney legend was born. And I think it needs to be documented this way. Just one last minute before we leave um, the Rabbits. Russell Crowe gave an interview this week saying that South Sydney Rabbits buying in, running it, etc. as he's selling shares in it right now, cost him a marriage. Would you give up a marriage to rescue your football team and win a premiership? Uh, okay, I, I, I don't have a marriage to give up. Um, I do have some previous relationships
2: <laughs> yeah. which I'd quite happily uh, surrender. Uh, much like you know, Paul Gallen got his suspension... He was suspended from games he'd already played. I'd happily do that. Surrender previous relationships for a, There was one previous relationship where I was banned from watching footy. Is that right? Oh yeah. So there, there are some gaps in my Raiders knowledge in the uh, mid to late nineties, uh, which wasn't a bad time to not watch, <laughs> just quietly. But yeah, that was forbidden.
0: And just how wet were you? Oh boy, how how henpecked was I? Yes, yeah, so I wonder. I wonder what you got in exchange for it. Uh, <laughs> If I was asked the question, I'd say, is it a happy marriage? Mm -hmm. Because that would probably play into the decision. Yeah. And look, if if it's a marriage that she doesn't
2: want your team to win, is it a marriage you want to be in in the first place?
0: Put it this way. It's been in the press that Benny Elias is potentially in the market for buying a slice of the Tigers with some venture (laughs) capitalists. Benny, if you're listening, and I know that you are, I'll come on board, I'll get married in order to sacrifice a marriage. That just shows you how committed I am. Would you marry Benny? (laughs) Because you, well, you can now. Yeah, I can now. That's a very interesting prospect, and actually. And sacrifice it. It'll be a lively <laughs> dinner table, I can tell you that much. Now, we're going to come back after the break and discuss what's happening with your team, Dennis, because it's pretty much doom and gloom for Ricky Stewart. But one of the stories that's coming out just as we're going to air is that your halfback, Georgie Boy Williams, is homesick and wants to go home. Which it does, it does like his, his wife's about to give birth, yes,
2: wants to be around family, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Understandable. Um, one does wonder had the Raiders been winning the last four weeks instead of losing, would it be possible that Georgie might go, Oh, I'm pretty happy here right now? Uh, but you know, that, that might so which one plays into the other? So, where's he homesick for? Uh, he's homesick for Wigan, which is shocking. I, I've, I've actually had a friend, how are you, Greg? Tag me on Facebook. Because there's photos of a glorious Canberra autumn yes. with the the fog, the mist gently rising off the lake, the autumnal
0: leaf colours, the arboretum is beautiful. Is the fountain going? The fountain never year. goes anymore, does it? Only at certain times on Lake uh, Burley Griffin. Uh,
2: it it turns well when there was the drought, they felt it was a bit inappropriate, right? A um, bit bit of a tease, um, but no, it goes. I think it's I think it's on in the morning, and the afternoon. Like it's, it doesn't go 24 hours. I think it comes on at about 11, gets switched off at about three. I think in and it is it is something like thirty meters higher. They've redone, they've reworked, they've bought it out, which is very Summonat style, a very Canberra thing to do. They've bought out the motor, they've supercharged it, and it's now about thirty meters higher than it was previously.
0: Okay. I mean, I'm happy to be corrected on this, but I think if it's I think it's Collins Street in Melbourne, there's a statue of Burke and Wills, which is right next to a fountain, which I think is in very poor taste.
2: <laughs> That's it that just didn't quite so, get there. So
0: Canberra Beautiful time of year, picturesque. How bad must Canberra be that he's relocated to Australia? He's in Canberra, but he's homesick for Wigan.
2: Yeah, I, I do wonder whether he's, uh, he's more sad about the um, the way the Raiders are going and okay. the combinations are going and all that sort of stuff. So
0: if you lose Georgie Boy, yeah. Canberra's going to end up where? Canberra's going to end up
2: on the what I like to call the halfback merry-go-round.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, this is the number seven, Mumbo. One, two, three, four, five. Adam Reynolds might have to move to this shire. He's the best kick around the corner. He might have to lead the toes, but he really don't want to. Chad Townsend just last week signed with the Cowboys and he wasn't cheap. Now where does that leave? Drinkwater, Moylan, Johnson, all off contract and they might be moving on some. The Bronx lost, didn't end. Milford is off contract and coming up short. He's been Good to the Wallace dumped him. That's the sound of the trumpet. Little Adam Reynolds to the Shire. Neither Johnson no Boylan wanna retire. The shops let Townsend go to the cows. Alongside and who might leave now. But what's drink water gonna do? The cows have three huffs, they only need two. With Billford off contract at the Bronx, maybe they should look at Getty Cooper Crom. <laughs> Number seven, Mumble. <laughs> When 1-7 jumps, they all move around That's the halfback merry-go-round If Reynolds is gone, Souths might find They need to get old Benji Marshall resigned. Meanwhile at the Bronx, we did and gone They're sniffing round Moses and Sean Johnson Little Adam Reynolds to the Shire So maybe Benji won't retire If Mitchell Moses goes to Brisbane Poor Brody Croft gets dumped again The Cow's Jake Clifford's gone to the Jackson Hastings to the tights. Meanwhile Moses is shopping around that's the number seven merry around number seven mumbo
0: Welcome back to Fire Up Chris Gar with Dennis Carnahan Redfern Pat flying this ship ever so steadily Stephen Ferris sends his apologies. He is in a crisis meeting with DJ Hook, Anthony Griffin, about the slide down the table. But it's actually really not a slide down the table for the St. George Dragons. Four wins keeps you comfortably in the eight at the moment. So they've got a little bit of wriggle room. Less comfortable are the Canberra Raiders, Dennis. Mm -hmm. And they've really been a huge part of the news cycle. We've already mentioned the issues with Georgie Boy being homesick and joining that uh, halfback merry go round that you so beautifully portrayed in that song. I thought things were looking good for you guys early. You led early and Ben Cummins was doing his best to apologize for the six again call in the 2019 grand final, wasn't he?
2: Well it wasn't so much that he was doing his best. It was just giving a whole lot of six I, I think he was actually taunting the Raiders by going, oh six again. Because <laughs> if you if you listen to the referee's feed, it was six again
0: <laughs> six ago <to> <laughs> Well, well, off the back of that, Canberra, it, it seemed like it was all set up. It was, you know, the onset of winter. You're at home. It was a must-win game. Ricky was back on the sideline. You led early.
2: There was the big Viking clap. We lost Georgie Boy in the warm-up. In the warm-up. I was devastated when I heard that, that they hadn't then gone to the 18th man Because if, if that happens, I believe you can choose off the extended bench. Right. Sam Williams. Oh, your boy. My boy, Sam. I was thinking, oh, Sammy. I was I was actually really excited that Sammy was going to get a run. Because what happened last time Sam played, Chris?
0: Uh, you came back from miles behind against Melbourne and won again? Beat the Sharks. Oh, Beat the Sharks. Beat the
2: Sharks with the Baby Raiders. So that, which made Sam, and, and the Sam Williams song, it's being worked on. But it's just, it's such an epic. It's, it's a Jim Steinman situation, time. right? It's, it's it is. It's, six very, it's very much. Um and I thought Sam was. Last game Sam had, he was captain. So he's the only NRL captain with 100% winning rate. Is that right? Yep. So I saw that and I thought, oh, Sammy's on. This is a win. Sammy's going Sammy's gonna to bring him home. He didn't. They started good, and often teams do this under duress, everyone lifts. And it was Curtis Scott's best game for the Raiders.
0: I thought Jackie Boy was improved.
2: It was the best thing Curtis Scott's done since he punched Dylan Walker in the face.
0: I don't know about that. I I thought he just stood up for citizens' rights when he was wrongfully treated oh, he did, he when did he was that, arrested but on drunk the footy field though outside Rugby Australia, which was such a great up yours to Rugby Australia in the what do you call those trees? Uh, Moreton Bay it was Morton, Bay Morton Bay figs. Morton Bay figs. Morton Bay figs.
2: Ficus, what's Morton Bay fig? Ficus Grandiflora.
0: Thank you very much. Yeah. So it all felt like we were back home. And in fact, we really were back home because the Raiders imploded oh, and no. we went to the Ricky Stewart press conference and it's just a trough we love to stick our snouts into. Welcome to Thinking 40 with the game's greatest thinker, Ricky Stewart.
4: I look like a winger. Which I don't really give a shit about. Your
0: thoughts on the two obstruction calls, Rick? There.
4: What do you reckon? I
1: thought the second one was a bit stiff.
4: So was the first one. Um, Anybody with a bit of common sense in regards to rugby league knows that that was were two tries. You can't run forward and tackle somebody in front of you and not try and tackle the person with the football, can you? But when you get a game out there where it's 8-1 in penalties, I just think that's a... The point is that even though it's seven resets to nil in your favour, it doesn't equate to eight penalties to one against. I mean, I I can't believe it was only seven. But please don't... um, I mean, you... Yeah. This has been... um, That are, uh, I mean, it's, oh, what was the school? We're up, weren't we? Yeah.
0: Thinking 40 with the game's greatest thinker, Rick S. Stewart.
2: Now I'm going to, I've, I've got to jump in, I've got to jump over the top of that. That was edited.
0: It really wasn't. And you know why? I,
2: I watched it. I watched it live. There wasn't that that little that
0: those those thoughts weren't there. You know why? Because he actually finished that press conference before he just did he doesn't even ask whether we're done, he just gets up and leaves. We know that. He's actually come to press conferences and said, I've fulfilled my contractual contractual yeah, obligation, yeah. I'm out of here. The reason why he was struggling for words is he knew that he had to pay South Sydney a compliment. Which he did right at the oh, end. Oh, he has no problem doing that. Oh, he has and, enormous and problem doing it. And you've it. edited that bit out where, oh, they're a good footy team. They're playing good footy. That's what he was struggling to get into. Because he knew he had to say that because...
2: So we're talking about the Fonz in front of the mirror trying to say sorry. R- it's r- wrong. R- wrong. Wrong. R- no, r- is it r- wrong. R- wrong. Yeah.
0: My partner Mary Jane says I have a lot of trouble saying wrong. Well, Mary Jane, you're... Mary Jane, you're... Um, you're uh, yeah, yeah. Surely yeah. saying you're incorrect. she's wrong is easy. It's saying you're wrong is <laughs> difficult. No, no, no. She's, she's r- r- wrong... R- incorrect all the time. No. And... This is the thing that I really want from Ricky because I know things aren't going well for him. But I'd love him to come in and go, you know what? We got beaten by a better footy team. My guy's put in. I saw some improvements. Bit tough to lose, Georgie boy. Thank you, Wayne. Really enjoyed the contest. Can't wait to get back out there next week. But he's just not made that way, is he?
2: Oh, I, I do. I do. I just love him. I absolutely love him. Well, you know, We And, it, and I, I think that was an unfair clip that we put on there because <laughs> it did... There wasn't enough because he did get out. Now, I texted you beforehand You, what I thought was going to be the content of the press conference and there was going to be a couple of quotes of with regards to. He said that twice. Yes. Um, Couldn't be proud of this bunch of boys. Yes. And, you know,
0: they did put in. Um, th- It's an interesting... Didn't go so far as to say there's only one dressing room I'd like to be in tonight though, did he? Like he did with the Warriors... Game. No, he didn't yeah. say that. I think you would have liked a piece of the, the rabbit's dressing room, to be honest.
2: Yeah, oh, I don't know.
0: And it's gone for it's gone from bad to worse for Ricky. Oh no! On Sunday afternoon, a horse donated to the Ricky Stewart Foundation, Emma's gift, ran last at the Sapphire Coast Races. First of all. Where is the Sapphire Coast?
2: Sapphire Coast would be the South Coast. That's what it likes to call itself.
0: That's screaming out for some sort of casino entertainment development. It's already got the name. Sapphire Coast. Eden. Uh, Started second favourite, but uh, fell well behind the clear winner, Heavenly Thunder. Uh, His mates Peter Maloney and Mick Houston own Emma's gift and very kindly donate 10% of the horse's winnings to the foundation, (laughs) which helps create awareness of autism, which is a personal issue for Ricky. and, And he does incredible work. Uh, another one of his friends, Keith Dryden, is the trainer. So it's a real sort of um, mates uh, project. Hmm. Not going too well. though. And it was a brief distraction, as the great bulldog Dean Ritchie in his article described, because it's got even worse. Oh, no. Kirsten Tarpaney, wife yep. of Joe Tarpaney, has gone on to social media and said this, Dennett, referring to Ricky, you have an international player warming your bench for 50 minutes. Your interchanges are killing us. Killing us. Ref's call count means Jack, J A K, so didn't quite get the spelling right. When coaches are rubbish bin emoji. Which was actually the emoji, wasn't the words rubbish bin emoji. So you have an international player warming your bench for fifty minutes. Your interchanges are killing us. Ref's call count means jack when coaches are shit. Now, to me, there's quite a bit of football IQ in that sledge, don't you think?
2: There is. And this does throw back to um, Bomber's Mum.
0: Yes, Mrs. Morris.
2: Mrs. Morris uh, throwing back at, at the sharks. It does throw a bit of that, and and uh, but yeah, the, blaming it on the seven one count. That's that's interesting. And she does have she does have a bit of a pedigree. The sister um, worked for NRL.com right, and uh, works now for the ABC. I, I I don't know. I haven't seen her around. Uh, I might I might seek her out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I think the coaches these days have to recognise that they always talk about. You know, without drawing too, to be too gender specific here, that the great coaches are great man managers, right? Mm. And it's not just the player and the individual, but it's the surrounding circle. So I think you should be taking input from all areas. Oh, but
2: you do wonder Joey is, you say, he's an enigma. Mm. There are times where he can beat the entire Roosters team, just walk through them as if, well, not like they're witches' hats. He's done that. He does that repeatedly. He's powerful. There are times when he can hypnotise the other teams into believing that he's part of their team, so they come and celebrate with him. Yes. So he's, he has these amazing powers. Uh, so I don't know what's going on there.
0: i tell you what, though. Ricky's getting feedback from players' wives. His horse is running last. That cat is in real jeopardy. Someone get down there into our nation's capital and save it. The good news is, though, that Papalihi is back. And let's hope it's the old pupper. The old pupper. Rather not, than not just... an old pupper. Old pupper. The old pupper. Dennis, you are part of the Rugby League Cognosheny. You're out there <laughs> bringing the action to the people live. You got to go to Mudgee for the very attractive fixture between the Penrith Panthers and the Manly Ring Seagulls. Is that correct?
2: That's correct. And, gee, it was good. It was a, it was a great show. And that... Saab boy that Manly has. It's, there's something so exhilarating about seeing someone with that much pace and seeing that he had the time to look across at the winger and the fullback and we're coming in cover, and you could see him going, as he's, as he's running at probably 36, 38 k's an hour, going, no, I got him, I got him. Right on the sideline, his feet falling within, like, his right foot within less than a centimetre of the touchline, had the confidence and balance to do that then turning field. It was quite exciting. Do
0: you know what the definition of courageous commentary is? No. To call that try and go, he's not a sub, he's a Ferrari, Lamborghini, Maserati, dot, yep. dot, dot, dot.
2: Yep, yep, yep. How many people did that?
0: I, I think it might have... I think the question is who didn't. <laughs> yes, I think it might have bled into the call that I heard. The Did you find that the Penrith players had trouble relating with the Bathurst locals because... You know, they claim to be from Mount Druitt, from the Hood, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, but they're but actually from Bondi. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, they blended in. Yep. They did. They
2: they, they know their roots, and uh, you know. Pe- Bathurst laid it on with his big welcome home Penrith sign across the main street. And it was also the weekend of the Royal Bathurst Show. Right. And um, I didn't get across there, but boy, the engines that they were revving in the burnout show sounded pretty good.
0: Oh, that sounds like so, a whole weekend. And, oh, and, and it, Penrith does take that game every year. So there's very Apart from st- last year. Ve- yeah. Well, they, they have been,
2: been doing it for a while.
0: Very strong pro-Penrith sentiment out there.
2: Yeah. Well, the, the local team is the Bathurst Panthers. And oh, I believe that, Baffurst, that the club is owned by... <coughs> the Panthers have a few... There's a few Panthers... Like, there's one on the Central Coast. The Roosters have a few as well. So a lot of these teams, their leagues club, will own other leagues clubs in regional areas. So that's there is a strong tie-in with the Bathurst Panthers.
0: And take us behind the scenes. I mean, obviously, you just don't turn up and... St- Pull, plug a couple of plugs in and turn oh, no, in a couple of switches. It's yeah, pretty much what I do. <laughs> but uh, but the way you're heading up the well, night before?
1: Well, I had
2: to head up the night before to have enough time to get there for the pre-game show and set up and do the risk assessment, obviously, because I care about the you know workplace health
0: and safety. Right.
2: Um, but the night before I was
0: there, if you gave it a medium risk assessment, would the ABC go ahead? Oh no, it's got to be low. It's got to be low. Right. And and all
2: and and mitigating as well. I've got to do a lot of risk mitigation. Um, but no, I got there the night before, did the risk assessment, had a look around and uh, went to the pub for dinner yes, with nice. a couple of my colleagues and sat across the table from Cameron Sheraldo, uh-huh. and from Peter Wallace uh-huh. and from the most evil man in rugby league, according to you. Well, Ivan Cleary. Ivan was sitting there.
0: And were they, ha- were they having dinner or were they just plotting?
2: They, they were arms folded, leaning back in their chair, watching the footy on the big screen.
0: My partner, Mary Jane, I've already mentioned, who's never... That's the one. Yep. Um, Is uh, very convinced that uh, Cleary, a little bit like Jason Taylor, doesn't really smile. Did you catch... Well, a young lady walked
2: over and said, Would you mind, could I get your autograph? My boyfriend's a really big fan. And... He wouldn't call it a smile it was kind of a smirk like you know you know how Clint Eastwood smiles where there's one side there's a kind of a twitch on the yeah, top right. lip and, and your hearing's
0: th- obviously shot <laughs> which fortunately for Steve Morris that was the situation when poor Brett Morris did his knee and it's in the paper today that Slippery said I was watching TV but my ears are no good so I couldn't hear him screaming well I can tell you Slippery I could hear it it was horrific mm-hmm. uh, because what she actually said I'm a big fan of Nathan that's why she wanted. Oh,
2: oh my God. Actually, no, she did. <laughs>
4: exactly. that, no, that's actually
2: what she
0: said. Exactly. Have I told you this? No. No, that's actually what happened. Well, I that's mean, exactly well what it I could be of Ivan, because no one's a fan of <laughs> Ivan Cleary. The man destroyed my franchise, <laughs> no. and we stuck it to him at Wind Stadium. Al Mancini. Um, now, on game day. <laughs> yeah, on game day. Uh, you had your macarons. Yeah. And speaking of macarons, now, last week, you didn't seem
2: like you're all that impressed with the lime and Coconut. So, what I've got today, I've brought in the caramel. And I, I
0: defy you. Brought you brought out the big guns. Have a go at that. Pat, Again, they say you should never eat on it.
2: Nothing. Oh, you don't know what you're missing out on. How good is that? Oh. It can make fresh All right.
0: I will concede that this is the best macaron I've ever had. It's fantastic. That's really nice. Yeah. So you're you, you, were, you were always kitted up. Yeah. And. Well, see, when I went to. Um,
2: what was the previous one? Mudgy. <laughs> I'd planned to take some macarons for the ABC team. And so I went to the cafe and bought six. And uh, they didn't make it across the Nepean, unfortunately. This time, Kate, Kate Bakes Cakes, the macaron maker, she actually wrapped them up in plastic, so I couldn't. I got there. I had the lime and coconut ones. There's Blocker Roach. Blocker, do you want a macaron? And Blocker knows me and is like,
1: oh, you're fucking kidding. You're fucking Raiders Green, you're poisoning me. LAUGHTER <laughs>
2: So many bad memories. <laughs> Sorry. But he had a bite, and then, oh, had another bite and went, oh, oh, that's good. Oh, fuck,
0: that's good. And allegedly- He's about an octave higher, isn't he? Oh, fuck, that's good. That's it. That's boner. <laughs> and he,
2: he, he claimed that there was uh, movement in areas he hadn't had movement for years. There was some excitement. There was some physiological response to the macaron. I shouldn't, so,
0: I shouldn't be not talking about his bowels, but- um. <laughs> It's funny you should mention Blocker because I think I mentioned recently that I'm rereading or have reread now something more than Victory a Year with Alan Jones mm-hmm. and the Balmain Tigers, which is a prescribed HSC text next year, I believe. And Blocker Roach is, you know, a central character in the book. And I'm reading this book because I'm going on my friend Big T or Biggest Tigers. Oh, yep. Sports best friend podcast. Oh, Big T. Yeah, recording in a few weeks. So Will he be sober? Get on board.
2: Because last time I saw Big T, it was at the back of the Leichhardt Oval. And, yes and you he was your guest and he had been touching the bottomless fridge trying to find the bottom couldn't
0: <laughs> look look I understand that you know some of the you know putting it bluntly younger guests when you invite them and suddenly you know the the, the shackles are off the mm. the libations are free might go a little bit long I mean Redford Pat famously when he was part of our corporate largesse requested of the waiter could have, I have another beer please and they simply looked at him with raised eyesbrow and went another one. <laughs> <laughs> But Blocker is quoted, and I think we'd be very interested in this based on what we've been discussing recently, in that book, and says the character's gone out of the game. I mean, this could be today, right? 2021, so 1991, 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. He's saying the character's gone out of the game. God, how bland is it now? And he goes, you've got to have a bit of mug in you and a bit of lair in you, haven't you? So you've got to have a bit of mug, mug and a bit of lair. But don't be a mug lair.
2: So you can't have too much. Wow. That goes back to, yeah, so
0: a bit, not a lot. Exactly. Now- It's a balancing act. It's a, it's a balancing act. <laughs> now, I, you know, we've already talked about bodily functions and um, nether regions, at least in an oblique St. Dennis. And this, mm. this next story is a pretty difficult one. Like me, you would have been a huge fan of Nathan Ross Dog Ross.
2: I yeah. loved the Ross Dog. When he was In f- fact,
0: I did a, a panel show with him on the
2: ABC and I wrote an intro song to him to the tune of Sex Bomb. Ross Dog, Ross Dog, he's the Ross Dog. And it was a magnificent song. And would well, like to hear that. He was pretty happy about it too.
0: I mean, he was a non-Fijian flyer really when you think about it. He was he? just a flyer. He loved to go to the aerial. He was a,
2: a former coal miner.
0: Yes, and and sort of got to first grade a little bit later, so it's one of those great stories. You know, it doesn't quite happen for you instantly.
2: Not huge as well. He wasn't a huge tall. He was just, a, but boy, he
0: didn't he put in. Yeah. Well, he's spoken with a podcast from the Newcastle Herald. Now, I mean, I know that we're time poor, but yeah. why aren't I subscribing to the Newcastle Herald podcast immediately? And he gave a revealing interview in his final year, which was, it was 2018. He played 15 games, struggled with severe injury and 10 of those, Dennis. Now, I'm just reading it, so I'm not putting any substance to these allegations. and They are allegations, but he said, the head of sport, Tony Ayoub, didn't manage it properly. He led me in the wrong direction in terms of what the injury was. Torn McGroin groin against Brisbane. Ooh. Got told there was nothing wrong there and I was being weak and to harden up. And when you've got a torn groin, does that automatically put pressure on you to harden up? Ooh. I mean, have you been in that situation?
2: I I haven't had. I've had a strain, not a tear, right, in the groin. It is a very painful uh, injury.
0: So, if you're in a situation, an amorous situation,
2: oh, no. and okay, so we are being hypothetical. I'm being hypothetical.
0: Yeah, and you decided not to proceed for whatever reason. Are you going to go down the? Well, actually, you know, torn my groin, so I can't harden up. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's as good an excuse as any. It's better than I'm too old. Well, it got worse for Nathan. <laughs> oh no! I strapped my right groin, then my left one tore. Oof. Once again, told nothing wrong, sent for the wrong treatment. They told me to guess what? Harden up. Uh, from there, he developed hernias in the stomach, and because he's had the tear, <laughs> this is this is of course the complexity of the human body. I mean, you address one ailment, and I've got. I got a crooked knee at the moment and my right shoulder is killing me. This is this is biblical.
2: Yeah. The, the, the great teacher said you don't fix old wineskins with new leather.
0: Right. Well, you know, the Newcastle medical staff might have something to do. I don't know what Newcastle Hospital's doing. Whew. But he's gone from strap left right groin, slap left strapped left groin, hernia's in the stomach, then completely tore my pelvis ligaments off the bone. Oh pinching the nerves I could barely run. My genitals were numb. Because the nerves were being pinched inside my pelvis, so oh Ross dog, and they kept looping back to the original advice, which was you got to harden up, Ross. Uh, if Maybe. you got
2: no nerves, can you actually? I suspect no. Yeah, yeah. but
0: this so he also... lost function is his genitals were numb. Yeah, his genitals were numb. Um, now this is Ooh. all, and it actually got worse. He said I tried to push through it until I played Cronulla. I stepped yes. off my left foot and I felt like my bowels had fallen out of my backside. Now, this is all horrend- prolapse. Yeah. This is all horrendous, but it's actually got worse. He said, (laughs) they were up to Townsville to play the Cowboys. Kalen Pronger made a break because for those of you who are too young to remember, Ponger actually originally was, and briefly, a Cowboy. He said he couldn't pace due to the searing pain. I tried to run as fast as I can, but both my legs were hurting and belly moving, and Mitch Barnett flew past me. Now, (laughs) if ever that was a signal that it's time to hang him up, it's when Mitch Barnett outruns you. Flies past you, yeah. But it raises questions about the... um, The rights of the player and their groins (laughs) and their genitals to receive the appropriate treatment. I I, I hate to think that rugby league is putting those sorts of areas into jeopardy.
1: Well,
2: there'd be a lot of people over many years who would say that uh, that's as you know it. It it functions. Its functions is as important as the brain in the male of the species. (laughs)
0: That's right. I always wonder when Gus Gould said uh, any injury above the waist ready to go below the waist you're in trouble and I thought he was talking about ankles knees legs he's talking about losing feeling in ones what what was the exact prognosis he had numb genitals
2: numb genitals all right um, do you think do you think Gus knows about numb genitals
0: on his planet anything is possible you're on fire up we'll be back in a moment
4: Natalie your stats at the wallabies you coached him for 102 games and you won 86 of them 89 That's a, I think 89 mm. And you brought Darren Clark over. 84 and 88, He, he the 400 final at the Libby's, oh, he yeah. finishes fourth. Beaten by drug takers. Clark was beaten by drug takers. And it was interesting, I think, that in one year, I had two wingers,
0: Clint Robinson on one wing and Tim Brasher on the other and they were the two highest scoring point scorers in the game mm. in that year. So we scored, I think one of them scored 26 tries, another one 24, so we scored 50 tries on the flanks.
4: Coal miner's sons, my man was a coal miner too. Look, I think you've got to, I mean, I'm the son of a farmer and I, and I just don't agree with this notion that you can't criticize referees. I mean, so we're dwelling on the positives instead of every week saying, oh, well that referee was crooked. That decision shouldn't have been made. Um, then I think you've got to realise that you don't know everything. So I use the, the vast majority of it, 99% of it, the, the innovation in the game and broadcasting has been brought on by Channel 9. I uh, I'm not going to answer any questions. I've done my job. Thanks. Fisher Harris giving away the family there for the late shit. I've been covering football for four decades and I did not understand it. You know, there's, there's the ability for vultures to swoop, swoop in uh, and,
0: um, and, and, you know, throw ridiculous amounts of money and steal your best talent. Dearden was made no contract offer <coughs> from the Broncos and would have stayed for life, in fact, if yeah. it had been offered to him. So we welcome Redfern and Pat to the mic to Fire Up Media. Watch, how are you, Pat? Hey, Jens, Thanks for having me. Talk, talk us through what we were hearing there because some of that audio is hot off the press, isn't it?
3: Yeah, so Broncos have got a new CEO, new Don. Uh, Paul Donaghy Dave Donaghy Dave Donaghy Yep Paul White is the is
0: on the way chairman. out so
3: Wasn't he the old CEO?
0: I think he was the chairman wasn't he? I thought he was the outgoing CEO Oh maybe he's the outgoing CEO my, my, my apologies uh, You're right you're right and Carl Rove or whatever his name is is the uh, chair
3: Yep so he come in new new day and it's, it's everyone's fault but, but his
0: own So he's describing all the other clubs as vultures who as come vultures. in and poach your best players
2: So he's only when did he when did you say he started?
0: About a Saturday? Yeah, About
2: a week yeah, ago. on the weekend.
3: No, I literally think on Saturday.
2: <laughs> okay, so he hasn't actually studied history. No, and he doesn't know the history of his own club. Yes, no. he's just looked at the last week, the last
0: couple of months.
3: Well, even the last couple of months. Is it the vultures that didn't offer a deal to Reese Walsh?
0: <coughs> Reese Walsh. Tommy Eden's gone, Tommy of course. Sam Walker. The Sam Walker fiasco. Fiasco.
3: They're saying that they wanted him to play fullback.
0: Yeah. The evidence that you provided to Media Watch is that they had plenty of opportunity to provide contracts to said players. Yeah, right? I
3: think Stags is going looking elsewhere for less money.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and to describe the other clubs as vultures, this man ran the Melbourne Storms for a long time. Are we excluding them from being vultures? Oh wait, wait, wait. So this is the
2: guy from the Melbourne Storms. Yes. So he does know some history. He knows some history. Although Melbourne Storms, let's look at Cam Smith, let's look at premierships. Melbourne Storms are quite happy to revise history. Mm-hmm. So he's obviously brought that part of the culture up.
3: Where'd they get Smith from? Smith. Is he a Melbourne local or where'd he come from? Yeah, he's
2: from South Queensland. Yeah. but Well, well so there's Victoria, obviously, they yeah. created to South Queensland. He's from South Geographic Queensland, from Logan. Yeah. But where'd like they, the they get him from?
0: From, from this, the development system. The development system. Yeah. Oh. I don't think he was a poach.
2: Um, but let's look at their current team, that is, the team that he's... His C- CEO, did you say, or chair? CEO. CEO. Um, so under his uh, in his team, we've got Anthony Milford. Where did he play? Oh, that's right, Canberra. That's right. And Canberra tried to keep him, and Canberra struggled and struggled and struggled. And then ended up, wasn't it his mum? It was like a quarter of a million dollars a year for the Broncos League Club as a cleaner, and she had not turn on, up for work.
3: And he had to go on Centrelink while he was there, getting paid so little.
2: Yeah, so that's... The Raiders how... offered
3: him a million dollars, and he goes to Broncos goes for, to the for a Broncos. plane ticket. Well, but,
2: but the Broncos aren't vultures. No. No, no. Never have been. No. no.
0: Anything else in the media that caught your attention, Pat?
3: Everywhere I go, people are talking about Paul Crawley.
0: Oh, it's, he's a hot topic. What's he got for us this week?
3: So, he was asked about what is, what, uh, what's his take on being a journalist. Yeah, I'm not great at it, but I enjoy it.
0: Yeah.
1: Well,
3: that's, I mean, that's, that's what you want. That's the, thing that's the best thing he's done.
0: <laughs> that's, not, that's in fact why he's in line for a Walkley, I think.
2: <laughs> well, you know, you've got to love what you do. Do what you love, et cetera, et cetera. Joe yeah, Crawls, I think he has just put himself up. He is my number one target. Is that right? As a guest on this show,
0: I'd love to have Crawling. Good Crawling Shamus, been. that'd be a good oh, like the, the, two, the two sides up at Penrith versus South. It could be a grand final preview. Gould, I, could do,
3: I could do Buzz.
0: Yeah, you could Oh, you you got to be Buzz or no? I
3: could yeah. <laughs> um no nah, buzz, buzz is a guest.
0: Yeah, we'd love to have Buzz. In. <laughs> that is that'd be perfect.
3: I think he, he plays the game. I'll,
0: mm. I'll bring yeah. some more
3: macarons. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, By the way, for those of you who are, including us, lamenting the fact that it's a five-team run to the premiership, unfortunately, uh, Astro Boy Gus Gould called it last night. It's Penrith, Melbourne again. Oh, no. So, you know, don't enjoy the rest of the season because... So Penrith
3: could do two in a row. That's
0: that's, that's right. In Gus's mind, they're in line to go back-to-back, baby. Just like
2: they did in 1991, in Gus's mind.
0: Now, Pat, not only do you have your... Um, finger on the pulse as far as the broadsheet rugby league media you deal with the flaming feedback we get from our Fire Up fans what have you got for us this week
3: so our uh, referee Chris Butler yes Bucky he learnt the the emotion of happiness on the weekend
0: there was great footage that we posted on the Facebook page of uh, the miraculous try scored by I can't even remember who it would have been um, it was not wasn't, wasn't,
2: it was, wasn't Benji's it was the Warriors Park.
0: game oh the Warriors game yeah Right, so that was that was probably the Reese Martin founder storming Burdock, Ben Murdoch Massilla under the sticks, right? Yeah, and it was so Rhys Martin. Sorry,
3: Rhys Martin. Yeah, that would be some pass, yeah. all the way from Leeds. Reese Walsh, right?
0: Reese Walsh. Got like, it.
3: Chris Martin. Yeah, Chris Martin. That's another big big, big pass as well.
0: Yeah, a bit closer
3: in London than <laughs> no, I mean, Reece Martin. than Leeds.
0: And there was a big smile on Chris Butler's face. Oh, he loves footy. Yeah. So we asked, he's obviously loves football. What referee do you love? And what did we hear?
3: So, Alpha Trust. I don't know if you saw the rest He just of likes it. Alpha now, I think. Art, Artie?
0: Yeah. Alpha, yep.
3: Uh, until the outrageous bidding in 18, the mighty Cameron Smith. We also had Terry Ball, who posted uh, the 2019 bidding.
0: Right, which was Ooh. Ben Cummins. So, which
3: one is better, the uh, a semi-final bidding or oh, the no. inaugural?
2: It, it had to be the inaugural. And the Chech. Th- I believe someone actually wrote a song about yes, the inaugural one. Um, yep. Yeah, the Chech. It was magn- and, and the fact that it was for back chat, that he... he Gave him a penalty for being offside, which Cameron's like, I'm never offside. I am. Do you understand? I'm the line. I am the line yeah. Yeah, that, no. makes, that decides. I decide who's offside yeah. and who's not. At which point, Chech went, That's back chat. I'm marching you 10. At which point, Cameron said, You are kidding me. You can't. Uh, do you know who I am? You can't march me 10. I don't back chat. I instruct the referees. At which point,
0: Chech, brain explosion, sent him. So we definitely had people who love Cameron Smith in his capacity as a referee. As a referee. Yeah. that's right. We have had someone like that, I believe. But but what we're hearing here is that Cummins stocks were improved by Benning Smith, but Chech is defined in a way.
2: Right. See, I still, I, despite you know considerable provocation, I love Chech. I love, I love Camo. I still love him. Right. There's something goofy about. Him.
3: There's something goofy about his voice six as well. Again, six again. Oh, six again. Uh, we are going to Sean Brushwood. Who had a friend of yours, Dennis, Jared Maxwell? The horse. Yeah. He likes the horse. He likes That's the his
0: favourite red... Now, now oh, I can assure goodness. you that Sean Brushwood does not like the horse. He actually went saying, What are you talking about, love referees? Can we just say how much I dislike Horse Maxwell? And Sean and I were at Campbelltown the night that Horse put Benji Marshall in the sin bin in a back and forth, enthralling fixture against the Brisbane Broncos, which, yes, the Broncos did win. Oh, but Mar- I bet the Tigers were brave
2: and, and resilient.
0: And, and dumb. <laughs> and Marshall was put in the bin because, as best as I can understand it, Horst had issued a blanket warning about dissent to both teams and said, there will be consequences if there's any more back chat. There will be consequences if there's any more back chat. That's the audio from the night. <laughs> and someone from the Tigers said something and Horse said to Benji Marshall, who was the on-field skipper of the Tigers... Well, that's it. A war over there. 4 Go take 10. Right. So Benji is put in the bin for the collective sins of both teams. We lose in a narrow victory, and as uh, Horst is leaving the field, a probably somewhat under the weather Tigers fan jumps the fence and beautiful legs tackle on horse Maxwell. Bought horse down. Bought him down just short of the sideline. And had he been over the sideline, it would have been a tap restart these days, not a scrum. And, uh... Sean says that guy has never had to buy a beer again in Campbelltown.
2: He's the mayor of Campbelltown. He's just referred to as the mayor.
0: Speaking
3: yeah. of Tigers, Broncos in Campbelltown, does the name Shane Walker mean anything to either of you?
2: I've heard of the name Shane Walker.
3: So he captained the baby Broncos against the West Tigers mm-hmm. in 2002. Yep. In the in that same fixture. Yep. He, he won. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen the result of that game, but the baby Broncos won. He's never captain another team. Do you know what that means? Ah. So
2: he's the only... So he's got a 100% rate, he's as, there rate, rate as captain. Yeah. Wow. Well, that
3: one didn't actually take me that long to figure okay, out. Okay, so, so, so that's the
2: thing. So Sam Walker. Now, what relation is he of the current child playing for the, the Roosters? He's the uncle?
3: Uh, based on how he played, I'd say he's the furthest away. So uncle. I think Ben's the son. Ben's the father. The father. Yeah. And there you go. But he's one of those Walker brothers. Yeah, he's one he? of those.
2: Okay. So I'm just... So what you're saying there he's is... He's the coach uncle. Shane Walker. Yeah. Right. Shane Walker.
3: Yep.
2: Uh, captained once, 100% winning rate. Yeah. Sam Williams. Yeah. Captained once, 100% winning rate. Got Sam Williams married Sarah Gilbert at the end of 2019.
0: Ash- Any relation to Ashley Gilbert?
2: The daughter of Ashley Gilbert. The middle daughter of Ashley Gilbert. So just imagine, and and they're horse people, like well they're sheep farmers. But imagine the bloodlines there. Sam Williams' uncle. Do you know who Sam Williams' uncle is, Chris? No. Who's the greatest rugby league fan of all time? Laurie Nichols is from Cooma. Sam Sam is from Cooma as well. They are related. Laurie Nichols is related. It's
3: beautiful. Imagine Laurie
2: Nichols, Sam Williams.
3: Laurie Nichols is related to Sam Walker. That's insane. That's incredible.
2: Not at all. Anyway, sorry, I got a bit distracted when you said... When you got me out of Sam. Hi, oh, Sam. Eddie Ward? Yes,
3: Eddie Ward.
0: Who's... Now, now the, the person who said that they don't like Eddie Ward, what did they have to say? Who, who was it again? Seagulls
3: never won a game under him. And who was that? Andrew Barry.
0: Right. Now, Andrew, I was there and I think... It feels like about 1990 where uh, Blocker Roach famously was put in the bin by Eddie Ward, <laughs> patted Eddie Ward on the head on the on the way out, and I can assure you... Balmain did not win that game. So your dislike of Eddie is somewhat misplaced, Andrew. Just a, Don't drop your computer, Pat.
3: <clears throat> Just a couple more. Jeff Boulos, Checha Rachas.
1: Matt
3: Chechen, the Righteous.
1: Beautiful. Oh, Checha Rachas, yeah. yep. beautiful. Chich- I like yeah. it. Yeah. Already, so um, I thought
2: that was what we were going to because I know there's some foreign names that are about to come yes. up. and I thought you were saying, we, like, wow, uh, Who uh, is Who's he? Is he? Greek?
3: Oh, <laughs> Chech the righteous. I like it. And Wade Patrick with
0: Julian. Rascagnares. The yep. great French referee. Oh, is he the guy?
3: He was the guy who's brought out for one game.
0: He was very flamboyant. Uh, turned up collar, the sort of a Tom Selleck moustache from a memory, and very, yeah. very gesticulating.
2: Flan- oh yeah, marvellous hand movements. And also just ripped the Kiwis off mercilessly. There was that game where the New Zealand and, and Wally Lewis is like, yeah, we 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 got that, that was the day that uh, Wally Lewis was absolutely monstered and dominated by the great, by the big
3: O. Awesome, o, o for awesome. Yes. That's the end of the list.
0: Terrific. Wow. Now, if you want to be part of this conversation and have Redfern Pat give us your feedback, get on to Twitter at FireUpNRL, search for FireUp on Facebook and at FireUpRugbyLeague on Instagram. And we really, really appreciate the feedback. We appreciate the dialogue. It ch- makes a change from listening to having to hear what we have to say just a little bit of extra feedback in closing guys from uh, liam ruiz he says i can't st- stop thinking about how much trump energy there is when gus reads through his tips in the singular of course <laughs> and of course just to upset everybody last night they asked for who do you like in you know who's your hot tip and gal and danny weidler 100 40 spoke in the singular and then Gus goes, oh, I think the Raiders are specials. Or like that. He's just so contrary. Uh, Wade Patrick sent us a, a picture that uh, Cameron Smith is now sponsoring a company or is a sponsor of a company called Best Sheds. So for all your man shed needs, get on there, Cameron Smith. And of course, you know what we would find if we open up Cam Smith's shed? Well, a, the, the speedboat. The, the,
2: the speedboat. There'd also be a couple of diamond rings. There'd also be a couple of premiership rings, which he's... Is- Hasn't refused to give back.
0: And finally, Sharky's fan, huge Sharky's fan, and a really, really solid fan of this show and a great contributor, Lynn, at g 62 on Twitter, was asked, what are her favourite rugby league podcasts? She said, if you can handle lashings of no-halts, barred humour, full credit to the boys as the winner. Uh, Fire up is my other never miss. We really, really appreciate that, Lynn. She also gave shout-outs to The Fifth and Last and the Sharkcast pod. So we really, really appreciate that feedback.
3: Is fifth and last getting obsolete?
0: <laughs> yeah, well, that's right. That's right. <laughs> I'm just waiting for seven tackles with Gus, the sequel. You know, yeah. that be terrific. Or under the six again rule, 12 tackles with Gus.
3: They just get to the tips <laughs> at the end and then it's just oven bell, start Unlimited again. Unlimited
0: tackles with Gus. Uh, I want to finish with some good news, guys. You might be worried that you're not getting enough rugby league, but there's been a lot of publicity about the North American rugby league starting up and the news of the draw was published today get this in las vegas vegas baby the spiritual home of rugby league a
3: lot of big rugby league yeah things have happened there
0: heartland Mm. you know peter Betty used to talk about the rugby league heartland or david smith chairman smith used to talk about the heartland used to talk about newtown st george newcastle all of queensland and las vegas
2: yeah well it's a must see on the on the rugby
0: league atrocities tour Yes. So many happened over there. Well, the South boys, of the course, Souths were terrific. Police records over there. Yeah, wonderful. Well, at 11.30pm Vegas time on Saturday 9th of the 19th of June, the Portland loggers go up against the San Diego Swell, which, based on Nathan Ross's experience, he wouldn't be <laughs> turning up at the Swell. Or, or the, the loggers. loggers. <laughs> Possibly the loggers. Oh, we said he'd lost through the backside. So they kick off at 11.30 at 9 in Vegas... Full time will be approximately one15 pm the following morning, Sunday oh, the twentieth of June. am, oh, sorry am, I should say. In Sydney, that's a four thirty pm kickoff. So you've got a choice between whatever the match of the day is in On the NRL June nineteen and the Loggers and the Swell. So more rugby league. We've got it coming at you. What about the uh,
3: the New York Freedom, which is the um, named after the uh, patron of New York, Matt Lodge, running around free. <laughs>
0: Yeah, he's a little lodge logo is on there, Bruce. Is that
3: going to be televised
2: here or is it going to be live streamed? It'll be on now? some to...
0: it'll be on some streaming service and we'll be covering it extensively here on Fire Up.
2: Absolutely. That will be June nineteenth. Oh I was about to say I, I know what game it is, but I don't. I'll be at the Western Sydney Stadium, that's all I know. Oh
0: well, there you go. <laughs> Dennis, thank you very much. Thank you, Chris. Redford and Pat, your Thanks contributions are always valued. We look forward to seeing you off the back of a West Tigers victory next week on Fire Up. You <laughs>